Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we're helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all, or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can go to mynsc.org happenings. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout the week. And now, check out this week's sermon. Are you ready to study the Word of God, yes or no? Let's do that. Get your sermon notes out. I, I uh, want to start by saying that uh, you can, uh, well, I'll tell you this. We were going to finish uh, this series today, and uh, I, I tell you, I was really just uh, uh, focusing on it this week, praying about it this week, and, and I was just uh, confused as to what I should do. So I just called my, how many know there's wisdom in the council of many, right? So I, I called in my staff. I said, guys, here's what I'm facing. I could finish this series this coming Sunday, but it just feels pressed to me. It feels like I'm just putting it all together. And um, I, have this inti- I have this idea about taking it one more week in order to really, uh, to really solidify what we're talking about. And it was just unanimous among the staff. Well, we have to. We've got to take it another, another week because there's just so much more information that I want to give you and teach you about uh, moving, moving on past your past into your purpose. And, um, and so if you say, oh, no, another week of this, blame my staff, everybody. Don't blame me, all right? It's their fault. Uh, how many know we have one of the greatest staffs in, in all of the world, everybody, right here at, at New Song? We do. I, I love them more than you know. You know, yesterday I was at um, my, my son Isaiah's home for spring break, and uh, uh, so, so he needed a, a, some, some clothing and stuff like that, so we decided to take him to... Um, uh, to Coles, as, as, as most of you guys do too, we do too. So take him there, getting him set up. And, um, and as we're standing in line, there's, I don't know why they do this on the south side of, of, uh, of South Bend at the Coles there. You know, one side of the, the uh, cashier registers, those are just shut down. And, and you, all, you can only check out from one side. Have, have you guys seen that before? And so we're standing in line. There's quite a long line of, uh, of people waiting and and uh, we, find, we wait there for, for quite a while, and we're moving up very, very slowly. And this lady, this employee comes up, and she says to, to two people in front of us, hey, if you want to, you can check out at the jewelry area. And, and they said, no, no, we're fine. We'll just, we'll just check out here. And then they went to the second person. Hey, if you want to, you can be first in line. There's no waiting at the jewelry counter. You know, you can go there. And she said, no. And, and well, we, you know, she said, well, well, would you guys like to go to the jewelry counter? We said, well, sure, we'll, we'll go that way. And so, so uh, we kind of get out of line, and, and before we can get out of line, there's this couple, there's not, it was actually, I think, a mother and daughter that had actually just walked right po- past us, you know, kind of got in front of us, and you know already where I'm going with this, right? That they were at the back of the line, but they heard this lady saying it, and, and they just got in front of us, and as we're walking, I, you know, it's kind of that, like, you guys need Jesus, you know, like, you just need Jesus, you know, because sometimes it's, it's, hey, I'm more important than you are, you know, I, I got to get there first, I got I got an agenda, I got things to do, you know, and and uh, so as we're as we're as we we're already out of line at this point, they're ahead of us, and we just thought, well, it is it is what it is. You know, we've learned not to stress. Don't stress out about that stuff, everybody. There's bigger things to worry about. Actually, we shouldn't worry at all. So uh, just so we're, we just follow them. Just say, hey, it is what it is, and we we go up there. Well, I can hear this the, the first employee that was telling people to. Hey, you know, if, if you want, there's no weight at the jewelry. There's no weight at the uh, jewelry. Well, she gets on her little walkie-talkie thing, uh, and she, she communicates to the jewelry department, hey, the people that are there on their way right now, do not serve them first. They cut. And, and you need to serve the woman in the vest. And that was, of course, my wife, you know. And so we get up there, and I'm thinking, this is really awkward. Like, you just made this awkward. <laughs> 
How many have ever been something like, like I wasn't going to make a thing of this. I was just going to, you know, we were just going to deal with it. We just smiled and, and, you know, like smile and wave, boys. Just smile and wave. That's what we were doing. And, um, and so they get up there, and sure enough, the lady at the jewelry counter says, ma'am, I'm, I'm sorry, but actually these people were first in line. We need to serve them first. And the lady just acted, oh, I didn't know. I, well, yeah, go ahead. We said, no, it's all right. You, just, you go, oh, okay. You know, she was like, oh, okay, yeah. And, I, and as I was thinking there, I mean, I'm smiling really big because, you know, the old, first of all, the old Justin would have been really, 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 really frustrated at that. Because the old Justin really struggled with anger, but God supernaturally ripped anger out of my life. And I, I'm just at this place in my life, I'm like, that, those things don't matter to me. Like, if you're, if you're in all that big of a hurry, you go ahead. I, I, don't, I don't care. I really don't care. And so we, we told him, no, 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 go on. And I thought, you know what, first of all, people just need Jesus. And, and second of all, isn't it something that, that they, they, sometimes it's as if they want to pretend that they didn't mean to do what they just did, right? They just pretend, it's like, they're. it's just like, boy, that's just so fake. You know, that's just, there's part of you like, boy, that's just so, that's just so fake. It's just so fake. And, and what it's a reminder of, what it's a reminder of, of everybody is that, that whether it's them, the, that couple, at, that mom and, and daughter at Kohl's, or whether it's any of us, we all have issues in our life. And, and the truth of the matter is, You've done those things too, haven't you? And you, you've, you've tried to, oh, maybe we can just cut over here. Maybe we can just get, how many know what I'm talking about? How many of you have ever done something like that? Raise your hand. Okay, we all need Jesus, everybody. We all need Jesus. Like we all need Jesus. And, and in our need of Jesus, I, I want to I say something that you already know. You already know that you need Jesus or, or else you wouldn't be here today. Like there, there's something in you that says, you know what? I'm a sinner in need of a savior. Jesus has saved my soul. I want to give him my life. And so we concentrate on what God has done in us, but sometimes we fail to realize what God wants to do in somebody else. We focus on what God has done in us, the goodness of God in us, and we want to celebrate that and live that out, but we fail to focus on what God wants to do in somebody else. That, that those ladies that cut the line yesterday, that God has a plan for their life too that God wants to show them mercy and wants to show them grace, and they might be Christians. Maybe they were having a bad day. I don't know. All I know is this, that everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. And I'm gonna talk to you today about about your, your purpose in life, discovering your purpose and making a difference in your life. So this is a continuation of our Moving On series that we're, we're moving past our past into our purpose and I'm going to help you today discover something. And we're going to start by looking at Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, a very famous portion of scripture. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. So, so vision in that, in that verse is in the Hebrew, it's the word kazon, kazon. And it literally means a dream or a revelation or a vision. But one commentator said it's actually the, the best definition is not just a, a, a dream or a revelation or a vision, but divine communication, divine communication. Meaning for those of us who are followers of Christ, that, that, that the Lord is ta- saying to you, if you don't have a vision in your life, if you don't have a dream, if you don't have a God-given revelation or if you don't have some divine communication, you're going to live life, but you're not going to live life on purpose. 
So everybody ends up somewhere. Have you ever heard this before? I think it was Craig Rochelle that says, everybody ends up somewhere, but very few actually end up somewhere on purpose. Well, as for me, I want to end up somewhere on purpose. Like, I want to have a vision for my life. I want to have goals in my life, and I certainly do. And a lot of people just meander through, through life with no vision. And you know that vision is important, that without vision, people perish. And in fact, let me say it a different way. Without vision, things go awry. If you didn't have, if you didn't have a vision, if you don't have a vision for healthy finances, your finances are going to be a mess. You're going to be in debt up to your ears. How many know what I'm talking about? How many have lived that, right? If you don't have a vision for financial success, you're going to, you're going to live in a, me, in, in a mess. If you don't have a, a vision for uh, a promotion, you're, you're going to be one of, the, one of the lazy workers at work probably. You're just, you're, never going to, you're just going to show up, kind of do your thing. But if you don't have a, a vision for pay raises and promotion, you're probably not going to get very many pay, pay raises or promotions. How many know what I'm talking about? Like you have to have a vision. And that goes for almost anything. If, if you don't have a vision for health, you're probably not going to be healthy, right? Uh, I, Jesus had a vision. Jesus had a kazone. Did you know that? Jesus had a vision. He said, my vision is, my purpose is to seek and save that which is lost. Like, you can look at every great man and woman of God in the Bible, and they all had a kazone. They all had a vision. Paul, the apostle Paul, his vision, his calling, his purpose was to reach the Gentiles. Peter was actually sent to the the Jews. And we can go one by one by one by one all throughout the Bible, one after the other. They had a vision, but where there is no vision, people perish. Let me say it this way, New Song, that people in this community and in this nation and literally around the world are depending upon you, and they don't even know it. There are so many, we, we've planted churches all around the world, villages all around the world that were depending on us and they didn't even know it and they don't even know who we are. But we planted a church there. We sent a pastor there. We funded that pastor to go and make a difference in that community. Why? Because that community needs to know the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying? That, that we are meant to make a difference, that we're meant to have a vision for our life. I'm going to say this. Uh, number one, write this down. This is kind of a small review, but I'm going to say it in a different way, that personal vision aims for success. And then that's what we said last week. It's about getting. So personal vision aims for success, but a godly vision aims for significance. It's about giving. It's about giving. I want to live a life of significance, and if I live a life of significance, I'll also live a life of success. Because success, true success, is being obedient to my heavenly Father. It's, it's when we're obedient to God that we, we discover our purpose and we live to make a difference in the world, everybody. That's success because it's significance. It's about giving, not getting. John Maxwell says this. It's too good of a quote not to give you today. Success is when I add value to myself, but significance is when I add value for others. That is incredible. It's true. It's true. 
it, it hit me this morning. And I, I just made a little mental note of it. And when I got here to the office, I, I wrote it down. That God doesn't just call us to go to church. God actually calls us to be the church. And a lot of people, a lot of believers just think, well, I'm a Christian. I've got to go to church. You've got to break that mindset. Because God's purpose for your life doesn't just include going to church, although that's part of it. We're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves, right? So, so part of the will of God is for us to go to church. But can I tell you, it doesn't stop there. We need to move beyond that into our purpose. We don't need just to go to church. We actually have to learn how to be the church, how to be the church in a very lost world. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on Ephesians chapter 5 today. Starting at verse 8, a portion of scripture I've, I've been, you know, chomping at the bit to give you, and today is the day. For you and me, we were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. So if you say, well, how do I live as children of light? Like, how do I live as children of God, as a child of God? And he actually defines it. He says, no, 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 it's, it's goodness, and it's righteousness, and it's truth. And he goes on, and find out what pleases the Lord. Find out what pleases the Lord. I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to share a a defining truth in your life and in my life. And I've embraced this years ago, that what I do is actually an extension of what I value. What I do is an extension of what I value. What you do in life is an extension of what you value. Your values define who you are. Let me give you a case in point. And this doesn't even, this isn't just for Christians. This is just for Christians, non-Christians alike. That, that whatever we do is an extension of what we value. So I've, I've met a lot of people in life, both, both men and, and women, mostly men when it comes to this, where, where they just live this life of working nonstop. And what they value is a, is a strong, hard work ethic. Well, I just, I just work hard. Well, they value hard work, and so they actually, so hard work is actually an extension of their life. How many are following me so far? Okay, but because they value hard work, sometimes they value hard work over family, and their family suffers, but their work excels. Am I, are you with me? Because, because what they do is an extension of what they value. So they really, well, I'm all about hard work. I'm hard. Well, I, I would rather you be all about Jesus. I would rather you be all about your family. I'd rather you be all about others. I'd rather you be about your purpose. And then, of course, yeah, work hard. That's great. But if you focus your life on working hard, can I tell you? You, you might have some level of success and you might be known, wow, such a hard worker, but are you making a difference in the kingdom of God? Are you expanding the kingdom of God? Are you building the kingdom of God? And I, so I want to, I, I, of course, I value hard work. I value hard work. But I don't value hard work over things that are more important than hard work. My, my relationship with the Lord is what I value the most. 
Then it's the relationship that I have with my wife and then my children. You see what I mean? I've got some priorities there. And so, so what I do is an extension of what I value. What I do is an extension of what I value. And he says, and find out what pleases the Lord. Because if you value obedience to God, you're going to find out, well, God, what is it that you want me to do? If you value expanding the kingdom of God, you're going to live your life to make a difference in the world. Am I helping you this morning? So sometimes we got to change our values, and our values actually change our direction in life. So then he goes on. Verse 11, have nothing to do with the full fruitless deeds of darkness. Have nothing to do with those things, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. Now, this has nothing to do with the sermon or the message for today, but can I, can I just slide something small in here? Out of this verse, it, this is one of the several verses that, that my wife and I it challenged us to say, you know what? In our home, we're not going to laugh at things that are sinful. We're not going to joke at, at, at things that are sinful. So when people make jokes uh, that, that are, when, when people make jokes about sin issues, and I won't go into all of those things of what they are, I, I've just trained my family. No, we don't laugh at that. Why? Because it breaks the heart of God. Why should we laugh at something that breaks the heart of God? Now, if you know me, I love to laugh. I'm always smiling. I love to have a great time. But I've learned, everybody, I, I, I just, I've, I've just learned that things that break the heart of God are not funny to me. In fact, they're heartbreaking to me because they break the heart of God. So have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It's shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Verse 14, this is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And what I'm telling you today, everybody, is, hey, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. In fact, as we used to say in the South, my, my mom would oftentimes say something like, it's high time you get out of bed, right? Like, especially when you have teenagers, right? It's high time you get out of bed. Listen, everybody, it's time for the church to arise, and we're seeing that across the nation. Let's not miss out on an opportunity to make a difference in this generation, everybody. Let's wake up. Let's wake up. May the church arise in this generation like never before to accomplish the things of God, the kingdom of God, to be expanded in the world. Man, I'm preaching good today. I'm telling you. Okay, verse 15. Be careful then. Be careful then. How you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is is understand what the Lord's will is and not just the will of God for the church but the will of God for you understand what the will of God is for you meaning you need to discover your purpose and you need to make a difference and and that's why we have that 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 phrase around here that we use all the time. It's just, we just focus on these four things. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. It's the four things that God wants to do in the life of every single person in the world. He wants people to know him, 
to find freedom in him, to discover their purpose and to make a difference because you were created, new song, on purpose for a purpose. God created you as the solution to a problem. He created you with a problem in mind in which you were called to solve. And, and it's up to you to have enough determination in your life to say, you know what, if I don't know it yet, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to ask the Lord. I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm, I'm going to get help from others. I'm going to figure out what my purpose is in life, and I'm going to live it out for the glory of God. I'm going to make a difference. Now, I, I can't make you do that. I, I can only lead you to water. It, it's up to you to take a drink, right? And so today, I'm leading you to water. To, today and then next Sunday, I'm, I'm taking you to a place to help you discover your purpose so that you can make a difference. So according to verse 11 and verse 15, is, verse 11 is have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness. Verse 15, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. That gives us two different questions that we need to, to ask ourselves. The first one is, what am I doing that I should not be doing? What are you currently doing that you should not be doing? We're talking about the fruitless deeds of darkness. What are you doing that you should not be doing? And then the second one is, what am I not doing that I should be doing? Now we're talking about, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. So, so what am I doing that I should not be doing? And what am I not doing that I should be doing? What am I not doing that I should be doing? That is a great question, isn't it? And there are people here in this room watching online that you know exactly what you're called to. And there's other people say, Pastor, I just don't know. Can I, can I tell you something too? There's, there's another group of people that you know what God has called you to do, but you're not doing it. And there's another group of people that you know exactly what you're not supposed to do, but you're doing it anyway. And can I tell you, everybody, what if all of us just surrendered our life to the Lord and said, God, I'm all in. I'm going to stop doing the things that I shouldn't be doing. And I'm going to start doing the things that I should be doing. All for the glory of your name, for the benefit of others. I'm going to lay my life down because I'm meant to be a reflection of Christ in the world. Good stuff. And I'm challenging you today. If there's some friction in your mind, in your heart, that's good. It needs to be there. In fact, I'm going through some things in my own life. Hey, what am I doing that I need to just not do anymore? I'm, I'm trying to refine my my leadership, my, my, just my life in general. And I'm, I'm praying to the Lord, Lord, what else would you have us do? What else would you have me do that I'm not doing yet? Because I, I want to be obedient because obedient means success. And it also means significance, right? Okay, so here's a three-question test. If you don't know your purpose in life, I'm going to help you discover your purpose. But today I cannot finish it because we don't have enough time. I can, only, I can only start this, and I'm going to help you. 
but we'll finish it next week. Okay, the first one is, what is my personality? So if you're sitting in my Live Your Dream class, you've already heard me ask these questions, and I teach that three times a year, Live Your Dream. You've heard this question before, but I'm going to just teach it to everybody. What is my personality? What is my personality? Now, all of you have a personality. Some of you, some, some people would look at you, might say, they might say, wow, they have such a big personality. The people with big personalities are typically people-oriented personalities. But the people who would say, oh, they just don't have much of a personality, they're typically task-oriented, like severe task-oriented people. So if I ask, what is your personality? I want to know, primarily, are you a people person or are you a task person? Are you people-oriented or are you task-oriented? And let me break this down for you. Do you love people? Does somebody always have to drag you away because you're the last one in a conversation? Like, come on, dear, come on, dear, dear, honey, it's time to go because you're a people person and you won't stop talking. How many are like me, you're people persons in this room? Okay, the, the, the other side of it is, you know what? I, I love schedules. I love, I love getting things done. I love at the end of the day saying, look what happened. Look what I did. Well, look what I accomplished. Like, it's not about relationships, it's about tasks, it's about accomplishments in your life. And by the way, that's a God-given personality too. There's, one is not better than the other, they're just different, they're just different. So how many task-oriented people do we have in the room? Raise your hand, task-oriented people. Okay, that, that's what I thought. So usually, it, it splits out to, to about 50-50, but sometimes, like in this room, it looks like it's a little bit 40-60, where 60% are task-oriented, 40% of us are uh, people-persons. I am obviously a people person. My wife is obviously a task-oriented person. And together, we balance each other really, really well. Like, really, really well. And, and so, one, one is not better than the other. They're just different. So now the question is, because I know a lot of you are scared, well, is God going to ask me to do something that's outside of my, uh, outside of my comfort zone, outside of my, my personality? And the answer to that is, usually not. But sometimes, yes. Usually not, but sometimes, yes. How many know that God loves to stretch us sometimes? See, God sees more potential in you than you see in yourself. I'm going to say that again. God sees more potential in you than you see in yourself. And he knows that you have more in you than what you're giving right now. And a lot of times he'll stretch you into an area. But you say, well, I don't want to be stretched my question is, isn't whether you want to be stretched. My question is, do you want to be obedient? Do you want to be obedient? And most of the time, if your personality is a people-oriented personality, he'll use that for his glory. And if it's task-oriented, he'll use that for his glory. And he won't necessarily pull you out of that. M meaning, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. My, my, um, my, my, my wife and I have learned this over the years, and we've taught this over the years. Never say no to God. God, I'll do A, B, C, and D, but I'll never do E. And you know what God will say? Oh, I'm sorry you said that. Let me, let me say it a different way. That God will always require from you that which you refuse to give him. He just does because he doesn't want to have any other gods before him. So my wife and I, we don't say no concerning anything anymore. 
We just don't. We, we say, God, we'll go if you want us to. We'll do that if you want us to. It's, it's certainly out of our comfort zone. It's certainly a stretch for us, but God, we've just learned not to tell you no. And, and to be honest with you, God is using our giftings just the way he designed us. He's using our personality just the way he designed us for the glory of his, of, of his name. And we have been stretched, and you will be stretched, but that's part of your faith journey. It's part of your faith journey. And it's good for you to be stretched. In fact, you know this to be true because if you've ever been a parent, if you've ever had children or grandchildren, you've taught your children, hey, it's okay to be stretched. It's okay to, to do some things. You need to do this anyway. It's good for you. And how often we preach that to our children, but we don't like it when God preaches it to us, right? And what I'm talking about today is going to stretch some of you. But the first thing is, what's your personality? Are you task-oriented or are you, are you people-oriented? The second question is, what are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? And, and I'm going I'm to teach more on this next, uh, next week, so I'm, I'm not going to go very far into this. And this could go in multiple directions. There's so many facets of this question, what are you passionate about? Because a lot of you used to say, well, I'm passionate about family. Okay, well, outside of family, what are you passionate about? Well, well I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about your hobby, whatever that hobby is. I'm passionate about that hobby. Well, let me, let me ask it another, another way, though. Passion, passion is oftentimes, you can discover your passion in not only what you do, but what you see is not getting done. So a lot of times if you're walking around and saying, you know what, somebody needs to do something about that. And you say that every week, somebody needs to help them. I, I would say that there is a passion there that you just haven't discovered yet. So if you, if you, if you uh, let's say it this way. If you watch television and you're watching a commercial, some, some commercial, just say Compassion International comes up and they're starving children. They're featuring all these starving children all around the world in these third, third world countries. And every time that you see that, you cry and you say, boy, somebody's got to do, do something about that. Because somebody's got to do, can I tell you, that's probably a passion that you haven't discovered as of yet. Like it's there. You see it going undone or you see the need of it. You just haven't surrendered yourself to it. So what's your personality? What are you passionate about? We'll get more into that next week. And then the last one is, what are your spiritual gifts? A lot of you in this room would say, I really don't know. In fact, pastor, I don't even know what spiritual gifts are. You, you lost me there. Well, the Bible says that there are, there are many gifts that his children have and that, that he doesn't assign the same spiritual gifts to every person. In fact, my wife has some spiritual gifts that I do not have. Um, one of them specifically is that the, she has a spiritual gift of discernment. She, she can just, it's the, I'm telling you, she just sees somebody. And she can tell you exactly what they're all about, what they're doing, what to be careful for. There was one time years and years ago that, that a, a lady walked into the church on a Sunday morning and my wife, just in discernment, came up to me. She said, we need to watch her. Like, she's trouble. She's just trouble. Well, sure enough, and I can't tell you the whole story. It would just take too long. But can I tell you, it just proved to be right. And my wife has done that over and over and over again. I wish I had discernment. Sometimes I do. But my wife just operates in discernment. She just operates in it. 
I, I have the gift of faith. It's easy for me to believe. I, I just, I can, in fact, this very morning, we're going to be praying for somebody who just had a, a bad diagnosis. And I already told them, I've already, I've, I've talked to them multiple times and said, hey, listen, I'm already believing for you. I'm not just praying for you. I'm believing for you. I'm believing for you. So I, I have this gift of faith. And sometimes this gift of faith just comes over me. Like I, I've got to pray right then. I've got to make some declarations right then. Probably the reason why I tell you to, to use your words and to be people of faith, you know, that, that what we believe in our heart, heart actually comes out of our mouth, that, that faith is a matter of believing and therefore we speak. So part of my teaching you that is because it's coming from a gift of faith that I have. I just have it. I have a gift of leadership. I, I, don't, I don't know why or how, I just have it. So, so what is your personality? What are you passionate about? And what are your spiritual gifts? And at the center of that, if you look at this diagram, at the center of your, your personality, your passion, and your gifts is your purpose. It's in the center of it. Like that God created your personality for a reason. Now, there are weaknesses to your personality that we all have to work through. There's weaknesses to my personality. Uh, for instance, my wife, she got on to me for years, and I'm really watchful about this now, but I would be, I would be um, um, in a conversation with somebody, and we would, she would say, well, oh, okay, here's a great example. So it would be our date day, for instance. We do that every Friday. It would be our date day, and then something for the church, or somebody would call, or somebody would, would, you know, just need me, and I would just pick up the phone, and yeah, 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 and okay, and, and I would talk. I would talk way longer than, than what I really needed to, or I would say, hey, you know what? We're going to interrupt this date day because so-and-so in church, you know, needs me. And, and she looked at me one time, and she said, it just feels like you're choosing, you're choosing others over me. It, it, so my personality was to serve and to, to be compassionate and to be loving, to be caring, to be a pastor. And my wife said, you know what, though? You... And she challenged me. And again, this is years ago. She challenged me on it. She said, I don't feel like I'm first, I'm first before the church. I feel like you're putting them first. I said, baby, I'm sorry. I'll never do that again. And so now when it comes to Fridays, I just, I just shut off my phone. I shut Because that's my wife's time. How many know what I'm talking about? Like there's always weaknesses in personalities. And, and if we're smart, we're going to listen to our spouses, by the way. Just throw that in there. Go ahead and nudge your spouse. Go ahead. Give them the elbow. He said, he said, listen to me. Okay. So there's always weaknesses in our personality. So at the center of your personality and your passion and your gifts, you're going to find your purpose. You're going to find your purpose. So if you look at, at, at me, just as an example, my personality is people-oriented. I just love people. God just put a divine love in my heart for all of you. I, I have this this passion for spreading the gospel of grace and teaching the word of God. Uh, like, my favorite part of the week is happening right now. I'm just passionate about it. I just love the word of God. I love teaching it. I, I, I just, I love helping people grow. I'm just passionate about it. But then I have gifts. And at, at the center of my personality, my gifts, and my passion, here I am, the pastor of New Song. And I'm loving every minute of it. And so it will be with you. You say, well, pastor, help me. I will come back next Sunday. Because I, I just couldn't squeeze all of it in today. Because next week is still going to be, today was a lot of application. Next week is going to be just, in, in fact, if you want to know the truth, 
we, we focus so much on scripture now that next week is going to be far more application than Bible study. Um, because how many know sometimes we study the Bible, but we don't put legs to it? Well, next week we're putting legs to it. Ne- next week it's going to be a little bit different. I want to show you something in scripture right here, and I want you to stand up with me if you would as we bring this to a close. Something that I, I did not pick up until just a couple of days ago as I, stud- as I was studying this. You know, we, we focus on these four things. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. We're building our church upon that. And it's making a difference in the lives of people. And I want to show you that here in Ephesians chapter 5, the verses of scripture that we, we've already worked through this morning, Ephesians chapter 5. The Bible says, but now you are light in the Lord. Like now you've come to a point where you know God. That's what it's saying. You've come to a point that you know God. And then he says, have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness. You need to find some freedom from the, from the baggage of your past. You need to live as children of light. How many know that's finding freedom? And what's this? He says at verse 17, you've got to understand what the Lord's will is. You've got to discover your purpose. You've got to understand what the Lord's will is. You know what he also says? But be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. You've got to live your life to make a difference. I'm telling you, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. It's throughout the entirety of the Bible. It's all right there. As I was preparing the service, I didn't even see that until a couple of days ago. I, I know multiple passages, multiple places of scripture where those four things are there. I never saw it here in Ephesians 5 until just a couple of days ago. And I said to myself, well, there it is again. There it is again. There it is again, everybody. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. That's what we're all about. And I'm gonna ask you to surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in every aspect of your life, not just for your eternal salvation, but in the life that you're living right here and right now, that you would discover your purpose and make a difference. And I'm gonna help you do that. If you've never given your life to Jesus, it's the first step. No God, no God. And I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do that right now. And if you do that today, just go to guest services after we pray. There's a book that we'll give you called Fresh Start and it'll help you as you build a relationship with Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me? And if you wanna pray a simple prayer today for salvation, it goes like this. Jesus, I know I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And today I repent of my sins. My sins have separated me from you. And today, Father, I want to know you. I'm asking you, Father, for the gift of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, your word says, when I come to you and I confess my sins, you're faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So today I confess, I'm a sinner in need of a savior and I'm calling on you for salvation. Today I give you my life. Today I surrender my life. I surrender my heart. I surrender my mind. I surrender all of me. I want to know you, and I want to find freedom in my life. So I invite you in today. And according to your word, because I've done this, because I've called upon the name of the Lord, I've been saved by grace through faith. It's not of works, so that I can't boast about it. Meaning it's all about your goodness, Jesus, not mine. And I thank you for saving me. Now I pray, Father, for every other 
person in this room who we're, we're, we're discovering our purpose, Lord, so that we can make a difference. Lord, I pray that you would guide them, that you would reveal yourself to them this week and next so that they can, they can answer the call that you've placed upon their lives as individuals, Lord, so that they can make a difference for the glory of your name. And I pray it in Jesus' name, amen. Now, before you leave today, see, part of the legs, this is, this is one of the reasons why I have to stretch this out another week because it wouldn't be fair for me to talk about spiritual gifts and not give you the opportunity to discover your spiritual gifts, but that's gonna take a little while. So, so right after the service, well, as you're leaving right now, we have a spiritual gift survey that we're gonna give everybody. And, and I want you to do two things. I want you to take it home. I want you to actually answer the questions, fill it out honestly, and find out what your spiritual gifts are. The second thing is I want you to take it seriously. Like I'm, I, we're, we're not giving you this because, well, there's nothing else to do this week. I guess we'll just give them the survey. No, we're giving this to you because we want to help you, but it's only going to help you if you take advantage of it. So take this spiritual gift survey home. You'll get it as you exit the sanctuary. Take it home. Go through it. It's all self-explanatory. If you have questions, call us, but it's all self-explanatory. And then bring it back with you next week or at least make notes as to what your spiritual gifts are because we're going to come back to them next Sunday. I'm going to help you out next Sunday morning as to how to put them into, into practice how to actually live them out in your life, all right? So take the spiritual gift survey home today. Make sure you fill it out and bring it back next week or at least the answers to it. Everybody, you got plenty of time. I'm three minutes early today. You got plenty of time to hang out and to make a new friend. God bless you guys. I love you so much, y'all. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life. And we would love to continue on that journey with you. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org contact. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones who God is using to make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Thank you for watching. We hope you tune in next week.